Tandem Nomads, episode 270. You should share your message. It will not only help you to connect with people locally, but will let you grow your portable business and the best way how? Through a podcast. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and resources to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life and through any transition. This is your host, Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. Ooh, today we're going to talk about one of my favorite media in the world, podcasting. You know that my life, my career, my journey, my business has transformed since the day I discovered this media. I will never forget that day. I fell in love with podcasting. And today I have somebody who's, I think, as in love with podcasting as I am, Kat Breno. And Kat will be sharing with you a great her great insights on how to leverage podcasting for your business and also to grow your network. Kat, I'm excited to have you here. And are you ready for this episode together? Absolutely. Whenever like two podcast nuts get together and get to talk about it, it's always a great conversation. So very much looking forward to it. Me too, Kat. So Nomad Nation, a few words about Kat. She, her love story actually led her to study journalism and build a career in media through getting a buttload of marketing experience in South America, the US and Europe, she learned not just how to tell good stories, but how they can drive businesses forward. In 2017, she launched her first podcast and was immediately hooked, just like me. Since then, she's not only become a serial podcaster, but has also helped dozens launch and grow theirs. As a podcasting strategist, her goal is for business owners to create podcasts that grow visibility business and impact. That's just a short overview of who you are. And before we dive into this topic, I actually want to get the listeners to get to know you a little bit. So could you tell us a little bit about your background? You've been traveling as well and where are you right now and what got you to do what you do today? Sure. So the traveling thing was kind of given to me by my parents. They're both in development aid. So we actually moved max every five years. Uh, so we were actually moving all over the place. So I grew up first in South America, very brief stint in Germany, and then actually finished school in the U.S. And then, you know, that travel bug did keep me hooked. So I decided, hey, I'm going to keep on going. Um, I spent some time in Luxembourg for trade as a communications volunteer. And that actually put me on this journey of media and of podcasting. Because before that, I was actually going to study just like business studies. But then I was like, hey, I love this creative part of communications. So I decided to switch my major and went to the UK to study journalism, media and cultural studies. After that, I kept on going <laughs> and I worked mostly in marketing in uh, Peru, in Spain, in New York and then in London before I came to Berlin five years ago. And there, it was still my traditional marketing job. I was the head of marketing PR at a tech startup. But unfortunately, there were not a lot of women in leadership, as unfortunately is the truth in tech. And I was one of the few. So I decided, hey, I want to know more about female leadership. And since I was a journalist, I was like, let me use that, because I know there's also a lot of other people who are kind of in the same spot as me. And I wanted to be able to have global conversations. So the natural answer was do a podcast. So my very first podcast started that way, and I created one about female leadership. And shortly thereafter, I left my job uh, and became a founder. I co-founded a co-working space for women here that actually started because of the podcast because I got into these like local networks 
that then made me meet my co-founders. And because I love podcasting so much and people started coming to me and being like, hey, how did you do this? How does it go? Like, could you help me? And that's how it naturally started that I became a podcast strategist. And since then, I've been like a podcast nut all over the place. I create custom episodes for corporate learning perform. I help companies do internal podcasting. But most importantly, what I'm most passionate about is helping small business owners to create a podcast that they love, that is not like super stressful, and that also does get them results. Wow, this is such an exciting journey you've been on. And I can hear in your voice this passion for podcasting. So have you ever heard of the term TCK? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely one. Oh, that's 100%. so funny. Because you were telling me how you were growing up. It was very similar to my own childhood. It's like, okay, so it's a TCK grown into a TC. Okay, adult and now a global <laughs> entrepreneur, which is fabulous. I love your story. And I actually, I got peaked when you said that you created a co-working space. So maybe sometime we could talk about that as well. But let's stick to podcasting here. I would love to know, why do you think that podcasting is an amazing media for solo entrepreneurs? Well, one, I think it's a great way from their side of things to create. I mean, I don't have to tell you as a podcaster, but one of the things that a lot of people I've worked with have said is it's great that it's not like you're not obsessed about how you look, maybe on video or anything like that. You can really focus on your message. You can go deep. You can have these deep one-on-one conversations with other people or just riff on yourself. So for like the creation process, it's very freeing. A lot of people tend to say like, oh, I, I shared much more than I ever thought I would in any other medium because it just kind of like naturally happens. But also because of the connection to the listener. So we listen to podcasts way more for a longer time than we do any other kind of content, which really means we get that really personal connection. And we know we take podcasts with us everywhere. We're like washing dishes, we're in commuting, we're like all over the place listening to this one person. And voice really does have a transformative power. And it really lets you know business owners go deep, share their story, share the knowledge, build that connection, and then actually have people take action based on that, right? People are like, hey, I do want to find out more about this person. I want to work with them, or I want to purchase from them, or what else is there, right? It's a beautiful, really stone to build a relationship that you can then take further with your portable business. Yeah, and you said something about the voice, the power of voice. One of the things that I loved the most about podcasting was how intimate it was. It actually allows to create intimacy with the audience because we're in their ears although they might be multitasking we are creating that relationship and also storytelling I know that you're very passionate about storytelling and I think that's a wonderful way to learn and to get inspired as well so I love how you brought that up speaking of which how do you bring storytelling into podcasting yourself So I think one of the beautiful things about podcasting is since you have that freedom also in time, honestly, it doesn't mean you have to be like, oh God, I have to get you like the five tips right away, like point. We all know on some level that stories, we remember them much more, but that's actually factual. We remember stories like three times as much as if we were just giving a fact. So stories are really useful, whether you're just actually just sharing practical tips. People will remember those tips much more if you build a story around them to also sharing your story because I want to connect to you as a human, as well as maybe the stories of the people you work with, right? Like people who purchased from you, who you've coached, whatever you've done in your business, including their stories, also a great way. So I think there's a lot of different places that you can add storytelling. A lot of times people think it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about me all the time. But actually, the beauty is you can talk about something that happened in the media. Like I talked about a recent scandal episode I saw, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. that story in that episode was super relevant to the message I was trying to share. So mm-hmm. you can pull stories from 
media, the outside world, your personal stories, as well as the people that you have impacted to kind of imbue your message and make it much more memorable and sticky. Yeah. One of the things that, you know, um, I see it a lot with my clients who launched their podcasts or even listeners who've been sharing the fact that they were launching their podcast. One of the first questions was like, okay, what am I going to say in that podcast? And I love that you said it doesn't have to be about you. It actually should not be about you. Even when you share something personal, it's actually not about you. It's about the audience and what transformation you can provide for them. But I was wondering, um, how would you recommend to actually plan the content of that podcast so that it serves the purpose of the business in how to figure out what ideas and topics to cover? Absolutely. So I think you said the most important bit just now, which is like, don't focus on yourself, right? So the very first step, um, with the, especially with the people I work with, they're like, okay, what tech do I have to get? What a microphone? Let's, get, let's go. Let's get started. I'm like, okay, one step back. Right. <laughs> That's great and important. But before we do that, who are you creating this for, right? Like, who is that person? What do they need from you? What can you give them? And it doesn't have to be simple or complex. Sometimes people get in their head and think like, oh, I have to like change the world with my podcast. I'm like, no, maybe your angle is that you're super funny and your podcast can be like a humorous break. Like giving humor is also a benefit, right? It doesn't always have to be like, here's world trending stuff. So that's, as you said, the first step is like, have that person in mind. Who are you creating this actually for? And then based on that, if you want to build it into your business, look at, what does that person need to know or to change to be able to then decide that I'm the right person for them? And that usually means when creating your content, you want to look at connection pieces. So what do they need to know about me as a person that they trust me and they get to know what's important about me? Then about your business, it can be like, what are common objections that people usually have before working with you? Like, for example, in my case, podcasting can all very often be like, oh, it's going to take me so much time. Like, I do not have the time. Like, you know, that's like bananas, whatever. So I think, okay, content, I need to think of things to show them that it does not have to take like 800 hours a week mm -hmm. or that they don't have to be tech experts to do it. So think about the things that, you know, are maybe objections for them to start working with you. And also think of them, like, what mindset do they need to be in? Like in the positive side of things, like, what do they need? Do they need like the motivation? Do they need the belief that they are able to achieve something before, you know, choosing you to do it with? Like, really think about where they need to be to then make you the logical next step. Yeah, I love that. I, I love what you said. And for me, it's really important to think about like the customer journey before they actually even come to you and pay you for your product or services. The podcast is there to get them there. And I think keeping that in mind is actually something that can help design the content. What are the things that your ideal clients need to know or understand or believe before they can even buy from you? And I think that's what you were saying here, if I'm not wrong. Absolutely. As yeah. you said, it's like kind of like looking where they're at. Because I think very often we want to jump in like, oh, I'll just create content like what I already offer, right? I'll just mm -hmm. give them that knowledge. But that right. very often is too far advanced, right? Like that's yeah. too far ahead. You need to usually take a little step back and look at where do they, where are they before they're ready right. for that part. Love it. Okay, that's great. Another thing I know that you and I have in common, because I've read a lot about what you've been writing and, and interviews you've been doing, we both believe in the importance of connecting, right? And you also talk a lot about how your podcast can help you connect locally and grow your audience globally. So can you tell us more about how actually can podcasters use this amazing media to create those connections? Absolutely. So there's 
beautiful examples of this. And I also like to say, like, I was the first test case for this in different ways. So when I came to Berlin, so since I have, you know, the city hopping in me, I didn't have a network here. I didn't have a professional network or a friends network. There was nothing here before I came. And when I started the podcast, my first podcast, it was great because I could go to networking events and not be like, hi, this is me. Here's my card. Maybe let's grab a coffee sometime, which can be a little bit awkward, right? Mm. Uh, instead, I could be like, hey, um, I could ask them about the topic before I launched. I could be like, hey, I'm creating this podcast of female leadership. Like, what are some questions that you have about that? Which starts a great conversation. And when there was like something to give, I could be like, hey, here's my podcast to tune in. We'd love to hear your feedback, maybe. And they could then on their own listen to me more before they decided hmm, maybe this is somebody I want to connect with more. And a f- couple of years later, I actually went to an event and somebody's like, I think I know more about you than you think because I've listened to your podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't even know you before this. So this is like, great. Like we're meeting and you like already know me. I mean, I have to catch up. But for me, that was obviously a great, you know, to have people already know me before I even meet them. That's right. perfect. It also enabled me to have speaking opportunities because people then came to me like, hey, you have this podcast about female leadership and our leader. Do you want to talk at our event about this? Right. This gave me like a credibility, a little boost to get those speaking gigs and connections to then, you know, grow a wider audience locally. Mm-hmm. And then finally, for the portable bit, which is really exciting, um, I did a trip a couple years back to the US and I was going to go to San Francisco to visit a friend, but I didn't know anybody else there. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be here a week. So I just put it out to into like my audience. I was like, hey, I'm going to be in San Francisco week. I might be looking at people to interview for the podcast. Can you connect me with like female leaders that you think are great? And I met with like three people that week in San Francisco through like people connecting me because of the podcast. Me just going randomly like, hey, I'm in the city. Do you have anybody that should just meet with me? <laughs> that would have been a bit of a hard sell. But this mm-hmm. really, really helped like even a new city, even just within a week. So there are like, awesome opportunities that you can really leverage the podcast to create like those local connections. Yeah. I love that you talk about that local aspect because often when we talk about portable business, we just think of the online aspect, which by the way, it's also an amazing way to create an online network and turn those LinkedIn connections into human connections with a real conversation. A lot of good conversation happen through these talks and these interviews, but I love that you thought about the local aspect such a great idea to go around the world and say, hey, I'm here. Who wants to meet and even record an episode? I find that super cool. Yeah. So tell me more about, you talk as well about um, converting those efforts into your business. So what are the, some of the tips you have to be able to actually relate all those efforts into real revenue in the business? So I think we talked about one of the most important parts already, which is like, know the person, create content that like fits them. But if you're like, good, like, hey, I did that. I've got like the bare bones, but now how do I actually make them, you know, take that action? Weirdly enough, actually asking is a very important first step. Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel like, oh, I don't want to be annoying on my podcast. I don't want to be like slimy. I don't want to like offer things. And, you know, I just want to give people the podcast. And if maybe they like it, they might someday come to me, right? And that's very nice but the fact is that all of us are very busy people and we have to be asked and usually more than once before we're like ah yes let me do that right it's you know it's just human nature so the very important first step is actually have things in your episodes that have people take action Mm -hmm. that can be to sign up to your newsletter that can be to watch a pre-training that you created that can be to you know maybe jump on a call pre-call that you're doing so make sure to have those things in there that's the first step The second step is to make sure you're actually saying what's in it for them. 
very often we are like very much like, hey, it would be great if you like left me a reading and review. And you're like, okay, that's nice of you. But it's like, why should people do that? It's, it is time. And we think it's only like a second to do something. But how many podcasts do you love? And of those that you love, how many have you left a review for? Hmm. Like there's, you know, there is it's a true. gap there just because we get busy. And so we have to think like, what motivation does that person need to take that action? What's in it for them? So for example, if they're reading a review, there are awesome creative ideas you can do. You can be like, hey, I'll do a monthly giveaway between every review I get. You can make, I do a donation per review that I get. So I will actually give it to a cause because of that. Or you'll do a shout out in some medium if you do that, right? Like really look into like what can motivate them to really take that step. Same thing with anything that you have like a newsletter or a freebie or you know, going on a call with you, think first of like, what's in it for them? Why would getting that be helpful to them? Put that front and center. Then don't be afraid of repetition, especially in podcasting. You know, it goes by really fast. So don't be afraid that you're going to annoy people by repeating things. You're not. We know this. You also know you have a business. Nobody thinks like you're doing this just out of the goodness of your heart, which you are, but it's also completely expected and normal and a-okay to like, add in there hey by the way there's this cool thing I'm doing that will actually help you because that's important right you want to help them and that's the only way you can that is so good and one of the many great things so Nomad Nation listen to this part again and take some notes one of the things that if I had to summarize for me everything actually comes down to having a clear call to action in your episodes having be it reviews be it sign up your newsletter or really ask to the audience to take action because that is actually what will lead to first of all getting people to to actually engage with the podcast but as well as to leading them to the point where they will take action when you're ready to sell as well i think it's not always right away about selling but it's just getting them to get the habit of taking action while listening to the podcast i think that's also important having that real conversation with the audience yeah and as you said absolutely to have that conversation and the action, even if you don't have anything to offer, getting them on something like a newsletter is really valuable because otherwise you don't know them. You don't have any way to get in touch. Like they will randomly listen to an episode, which is great, but then they might forget about it or they might not know, right? And if you get them to be in there, you have like a personal touch point. Like I know I can write a mail. Hi, here, here you are. I can get also your feedback. I can hear from you, right? So getting them to move also off the podcast platform, uh, which is not owned by you, is also super important. And um, I'll also say all the last step because I just remember this as you were saying it. Part of having a strong call to action is to have one call to action. <laughs> right. Very often we do like these ending goes like subscribe here and sign up to my newsletter and also having this free training. And by the way, follow me on social exactly. media. And then there's like 60 things for them to do. They're like, I'm not doing any of those things. Choose one thing per episode or per like little snippet that you do. Focus on what's in it for them and just do one at a time. You don't have to throw them all into one place. <laughs> I love it. And actually, this is so, so important. One call to action. I'm going to apply this right away, actually so that you can see an example. So in this episode, we're not going to talk about the nitty gritty of how to launch the podcast. We actually have another podcast about this where I share with you my tips about that and I have a guide for you. So if you want to know more about the technical aspects and the steps to launch, go to tandemnomads.com slash 217. You have a whole guide there. And this is how you do it. <laughs> you have one call to action. Exactly. That's the only thing you need to do, Nomad Nation. Go to that show notes and you'll find all the information about Kat as well and some of the resources she has has for you there. But um, one of the things that 
uh, once people launch, and this is why I wanted to skip that part, because I think what's going to be interesting to hear from you as well is once people launch and, and get it out there, I can see right now, compared to the times where we started podcasting, there's so many podcasts out there. So how do you think podcasters can now break through the noise and also get, we used to say eyeballs, but now it's earlobes <laughs> into the <laughs> podcast. How do we get people to actually listen to it um, and, and break through all that noise and get noticed? I think that's one of those things, right? You you can create the best podcast possible, thinking of who you, you know, that dream listener is, create the perfect stuff for them. And then like, if nobody's listening to it, then, you know, that's kind of just not only disappointing for you personally, but it's like all your work didn't go anywhere. So absolutely, that's something you want to avoid. Well, actually do some tough love is my first tip <laughs> for this part. Podcasters, which is completely true and should be as it is love the content part right so they love recording they love doing interviews they love like thinking of like what to create and the creation part is awesome and then usually the promotion part is like an add-on it's like oh yeah once it's out then I'll just throw it on social media or I'll just put it in my newsletter and I'll be fine the truth is as you said there is a lot of content so just creating volumes of more content is not the thing that makes it actually connect so For most people, I have to say, turn down how much you're creating and turn up how much you're promoting. So a lot of people get like stuck, like I need to podcast once a week. It has to be this length. Like this is the standards in the industry. I need to do that. And I will say, do less, do it every two weeks. If you can't even do it, do it once a month, but then spend at least half the time that you're devoting to the podcast on the promotional aspect. So turn on the creation, turn up the promotion. That's the first like tough love bit. Love As it. for how to promote it, <laughs> uh, let's about the spaghetti throwing against the wall strategy, which is what <laughs> often happens. It's like, I'll do like 10 minutes on social media, then I'll do the newsletter, then I'll pitch like one podcast a year, and then I'll maybe, you know, uh, reach out to this one person to talk to them, right? And then we feel like 80 things we're like half doing, not doing. Um, so I always say there's a lot of strategies you could do. Like I created a list once for like my overview, and I have like 45 strategies to target a podcast. There is a lot you can do. You should really filter and see like, which is the ones I want to test now. And I think we really need to get this like testing mindset of like, let me choose a couple. Let me say, I'll give it like three months, give it some time. Let me devote time to like really perfecting those three. And then I can see like, hey, what actually had the most impact? What should I keep doing? And now that you've you know, done it, you can usually have a more automatic process or at least, you know, less time intensive and which ones aren't working let me cut this out we often also just do things because we think we have to do them right we're like i have to put it on social media it has to be there there's no other option but if you see like oh i'm not really getting listeners from there that's not working for me take that time invested in trying something else right so i think that testing mindset and i know a lot of business owners say this part too looking at the numbers mm -hmm. and looking at like what's actually coming in and looking at the analytics is what is actually going to also help inform you and in how to um you know what is the thing that works and as a last like overarching tip um because i see this trap very often often you know you think about just your audience and your listeners in your channels right you think my newsletter my social media my website my places mm. <laughs> and those are limited at some point right you also have to have at least equally if not more of a look at how do i get this in front of other people's audiences 
Mm-hmm. Are there people who are doing, you know, blog lists of like top podcasts about this specific topic that you can write them and be like, hey, I have this. Do you want to add this? Can you pitch yourself to be a podcast guest to people who are, you know, similar to you to get in front of their audience? Can you do like something like an Instagram live somebody with somebody else? Like, like what can you do so you're also tapping into other people's audiences? Because your audience is just going to be a little stagnant. And also leverage your listeners for that. You know, incentivize them to share for you, to spread it. You know, give them reasons to want to spread the word about your podcast so that they do that as well. And those are just some tips. As I said, like, there's a lot. This <laughs> is so good. Cut creation. Yeah, I know. That was a lot, right? So to summarize, cut down creation, do more promotion. In the promotion that you do, choose a few, test it, look at the numbers. And finally, don't just think about your audience, but also think about how to get it in front of other people's audience. I love every one of these points and uh, especially the first one. <laughs> but I would say <laughs> the third one is probably the one as well where I see a lot of misconception. And I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, I often say that people confuse their marketing strategy, which is about visibility, with their content strategy, which mm-hmm. is about nurturing their audience with the content. And that's basically the entry point of that marketing funnel is skipped when you just fo- focus on your own social media followers and your own email list, hoping that you have a strong one. So when we just stick to that, we're actually not expanding our audience. We need to have more visibility outside. So to grow that podcast listenership, you need to actually grow your visibility outside of your audience. And I think this is something that I realize more and more that people confuse those two things. These are two different things, but they complement each other, obviously. So we covered so many great things here. Thank you so much, Kat. Is there one more thing that you really want to share here that I think is important in order to really leverage podcasting and, and grow these connections that, that we love so much? Well, I think uh, I'd like to say, I know when you listen to an episode like this, sometimes there's like a lot of tips, a lot of knowledge, and you're like, oh God, like my head is spinning. I don't know which one to do, when and like how and <laughs> whatever it might be. Um, so I also like to always at the end, so like, let's, turn down the overwhelm and the like panic mode about this. You do have something that is really valuable for people to say that they can connect with and that should be out there. I think that's the one like very basic thing I like to say. And then the other thing is to really focus, as we said, like on that person you're creating it for and tailor it to them. And maybe since we did say this at the beginning, I'll end it with a story. (laughs) I say this like, you know, me saying, telling you in this podcast, like you have something valuable to say. It sounds like very inspirational. That's nice for your cat to say that, but you know, blah, <laughs> basically, right? So I really want to like hone this story. Like when I was younger, I was like early 2000s, I was a teenager and you know, those like low rise jeans were in. And my mom was like, I don't think low rise jeans are for you. Like your figure, I think like high rise might be more comfy, might be better for you. And I, of course, was like, um, no, I'm not like literally wearing mom jeans. Like forget it. No way, Jose. And then fast forward over years and high-risk jeans became a trend and I wore them and I was like, oh, this is so comfortable. And I like how this looks. How did I never like wear high-risk jeans before? And you can then imagine my mom being in the background like, I told you this thousands of times years ago. You did not listen to me. You did not want to. And now suddenly you're like, oh, this thing. And that's the same thing I want to have you in mind about your message. Like, is it likely that somebody has said something like you want to share? Probably. As we said, there's a lot of content out there. The difference, though, is how you say it and who you talk to and how you talk to them. I was not going to listen to my mom. That was not the source that on this topic I was going to take advice from. Fast forward to like my friends, you know, the places I looked at. They 
said that message in a different way, in a different context. And that stuck with me and resonated. And that's what I want people to keep in mind when they're like thinking like, oh, do I really have anything that's worth sharing? It's also about who do you connect with? Who's that person? How do you connect with them? And you're going to be the one that helps them get that message. So that's the important bit that I always want to leave everybody with. So they don't get like stuck in the jungle. (laughs) I love that. It's so important. I love it. And okay, so before we end, tell us what is the best way to find you and how do you work with your clients? Yeah, so the best way to find me really is my website. So catfrendel.com. It's everything you need is probably there. I have loads of free resources, like a toolbox with all the tech in. So, and most importantly, I actually created this just for the podcast. I do really cool free trainings where you really get like a more like an in our knowledge about how to podcast for like results, but without going crazy and actually creating good stuff. Um, and you can find that at catfrendel.com slash tandem nomads. And I'm sure Emma will have that somewhere in those show notes as well. Excellent. So that's probably the best place for you to go to. As if you how you work with me, I do intensives with people. So I help them through the entire process from idea to launch, as well as those that are looking to grow. So if you've had a podcast for a while and you're like, I don't know, this is like not working with me. Like I know there's more potential here that I want to get out of it. Then I'll also help you like grow your podcast and get you to that next stage. And for that, you can just have a quick chat with me again on the website. And we'll figure out if we're a good fit. And you'll definitely just get a download of my brand either way when we talk. So you'll, it's always it's always useful. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. So Nomad Nation, you'll find all the information on the show notes of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 270. And look out for the section as well called online, all the resources of this episode where I will list them there. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your passion and your great insights today. I really appreciated this conversation. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for the great chat. And by the way, to this and this, congratulations on like having this podcast for such a long time. You've had like a bunch of episodes like in the podcasting world. That's really like sticking with it and creating it continuously and doing such a great job. That's like oh. a hallmark. So I'm less definitely a positive example for everybody listening of how to do podcasting oh, well. Thank you so much. I'm all about consistency indeed, right? It's a it's wonderful yeah. that you noticed. Thank you so much for that. And Nomad Nation, I hope that you found a lot of inspiration. I really believe that podcasting is such an amazing tool. I like I said, I'm very passionate about all the things that it allowed me to do and the connection allowed me to make. So I hope you'll consider it and find all the resources. As I said, I will list them on the show notes of this episode, tandemnomads.com slash 270. I can't wait to meet you there and stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.